Stephen Jill here. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today's Jill Friday, and she's going to talk about her concept of a reverse bucket list. Yep. Before we get into it, though, oh. It's okay. No. Tell us what a reverse no, bucket list is. No, 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 we'll just say we're good. To, I will dive right in. Before we get into it, let's take a question uh, posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And I got to tell you, back in the day, it was impossible to find real estate on the internet without a mailing address. It still is impossible. It's very difficult we now. It. We uh, developed a tool called neighborscoop.com where you all you do is you put in the, uh, it's custom for how we need to find real estate and the facts that we need to know in uh, less than 15 seconds yep. to decide whether or not we're gonna maybe take a crack at buying it. Yep. It's called neighborscoop.com. Uh, and all you got to do is type in state, county, and the assessor's parcel number, and it pops right up. Yep. Love it. I was materially, personally involved in developing that site, and I'm pretty proud of it. I love it. Luke wrote, hey, all, I have a few properties that a seller has told me they're willing to sell. Trouble is, I'm having a hard time deciding what I think will, they will retail for. I find the comps to be sporadic. Yep. $170,000 for a half acre on this side of the road, $50,000 for 15 acres one mile west. You get the picture. Comps are not painting a clear uh, view. What do you suggest I do in this case? I feel bad calling a realtor when I don't even have a signed contract. Even if I did have a signed deal, it would not likely be a solid price. It would need to be renegotiated. How can I get a better sense of what it's worth? And uh, do I try and kill the deal? No, no, you don't try to kill it. Ooh, wait, wait. Hold on a moment. Let me, let me explain the try to kill the deal thing. Trying to kill the deal is trying to get the deal, but at a price that's so great, you will buy it and feel great about it because you can't lose. She'll come so up with I understand with that. Jill personally came up with this concept quite some time ago. She calls it trying to kill your own deal. Yep. What she means is you're trying to get it for such a stupidly low price. First of all, you don't like the piece of property that much. Right. And so you sent an offer for 30000 right. Uh They said, I'll take thirty-five. You look up the deal. It's like, you know what? This is probably worth 5000 bucks. Right. So I'm going to try to kill my own deal. So you're going to go back with a number. Yeah. That's just so crazy low that I'm like, all right. Everything about it's fine. It's just the price. That's the one thing that's doing it. And and then maybe this, but you know what? If I can get it for five or eight, then I know it'll solve all those issues and yeah. I cannot lose. So that's trying to kill your own deal. So you come back and go, look, I don't mean to insult you. I know you said, I said 30, you said 35. I looked it up and I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but because of this, this, and this, it's not even worth that. It's not even worth my original 30. So, hey, uh, I, the best I can do is eight. So if that works for you, great. I will lock it down right now. If not, I, I understand. And I wish you all the best. And you fully uh, and go into knowing that if they say go jump they in might a lake, say yes. They might say jump in a lake. Yeah, and, and then you're like, too. you don't care. I don't care. So, Well, no, but they might come back. So yeah. I always say, make sure you leave the door open because sometimes, you know, you'll say, all right, you know, they said, what? Are you kidding? I'm not lying. All right, that's fine. I totally get it. I understand. You know, it just, it's just what works for me. Hey, please hang on to my letter. And mm -hmm. in 30 days, if less than, you know, if in the next month, when this month, you decide 8,000 does work for you, I'm, I'll have it set aside. If I don't hear from you in a month, that's fine. But otherwise I'll have it set aside, kind of give them a timeline and watch how many times they come back. 
I've had 10,000 become 1,000 because just exact situation. It's like, fine. I talked to all my family. Nobody wants it. I realize you're right. I'll take the eight. There you go. But but the this question was more about um, numbers are all over the place. So Sorry. there number one, there's nothing wrong. There's you can if you've got a really this is the norm, not the good exception. feeling like you've got it. You you may not have a signed deal, but you have a number with this person. You've got to have a number that they agree upon. So now you're so the reason you're doing having this conversation in your head is because I can buy this property. This guy said I can buy it for 30. Now I got to see if I can make 30 work. So even though it's like I said, even though it's not signed, yeah, that's fine. You guys had a really good conversation. You feel solid about it. 30 is the number. So now I'm like, I have no problem calling an agent going, hey, can you look at this? And I always tell them to whatever it is, tell them you're just about to close. I don't care where you are in the process. Just like, you know what? I'm just about to close on this deal and I'm, I'm having trouble figuring out what the sales price should be. Um, can you look at it? They don't know. They're not going to dig. They don't know whether you're in escrow. They don't know that the money's already been wired. That's why I like them to think and assume and then go with that. And, and that's how I would handle this. Because if I really can't pinpoint it myself, I'm going to call three of them too, by the way. And hopefully two of them have similar numbers. Then I feel good about it. Think about where you live right now. And think about how much you think uh, your house is worth or the building that you live in is worth or how much houses in the area real estate is generally worth. And then think about what's going on a mile away. Chances are it's either much more expensive or much less expensive. Think about it, all four directions, all around you. That's how real estate is. Every piece of real estate is uh, is unique. And so what? how I would answer this question is you need to be safely below the lowest comp. This is what everybody said in Discord. This is how most people answered it, starting with Kevin Farrell, who's done a billion deals. That's the conventional sense. Is that a hard and fast rule? No. You have to take a look at the property uh, or ask every ask on the Thursday call. We have a, a Thursday webinar where it's two hours of Jill and I answering people's questions. Would you do this deal? Mm-hmm. And we look at the deal right on the screen and we talk about it and say, yeah, I would or I wouldn't or yeah, I would do it. But and not here's for this why. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an art to all of this that we buy and sell at land. That's why not everybody does it. Uh, it but it, you know, the opposite of that is living in a master plan community where, you know, you walked through uh, uh, price per square foot is price per square yeah. foot. Period. You walked through a show home. Yeah, that was all done. You see the options. There's four models to choose from. Right. You know, there's uh, 1,400 units that'll be built by the time it's done, and the values of those homes are very dictated by what's going on next door yep. or the most recent sale. And that so one has that, a pool, doesn't have a pool. Unless Got you live it. in a community like that or unless you're buying and selling land in a community mm-hmm. like that, there's a huge art to this. And uh, that's kind of one of the things I love about it. There's nothing finite in this. It's not the stock market mm-hmm. where, you, where the value of the stock today is $52 and that's it. Today's topic, reverse bucket list. It's Jill Friday. This is the meat of the show. Okay. I came home the other day from my workout group and I was talking, I was, I was relaying to Jack about this conversation I had with a friend of mine and, and, uh, we know we're, we're looking at, here's what's happening. We're, it's F45. If you know what F45 is, you know what I'm talking about where they first, before you come in, by the way, every single flipping day is different. And that's one of the reasons that I love it. So, um, and so every single class 
the first few minutes is demoing, here's what you guys are gonna do today. You're gonna do three reps of this, two of these, here's where your breaks are gonna be, you know, cause it's all fast. And so I'm looking at these, some of these exercises and I'm already, there's a few that I'm already going, this is how I modify this one. <laughs> this is what I do over there. I'm like, oh no, that's not gonna happen. You know what, actually here's where it started now that I think about it. It was the stupid pull-up bar. There's a pull-up bar way up high and that would, that came in the workout group last week. And I hopped up on this block and I looked at this pull-up bar and the pull-up bar is staring back down on me. <laughs> and yes, there's the bands there. I know I can put my feet in the bands, right? And all I could see is me putting my feet in the bands and swinging out my head hitting the wall. <laughs> so that's all, that's all I could imagine. So the trainer comes over and he's like, here, I'll hold them and help you. I'm like, oh no, no, this is just not gonna happen. So I'm relaying this to my girlfriend sitting next to me. I'm like, you know, it's like a reverse bucket list. So there's just things I'm not gonna do. She's like, that's great. You came up with this? Totally. Oh, I said, this is great, Jill. I said, I said, are we in the meet of the show right now? Yeah. So yeah. See. Okay. So I said, pull up bar, eh, never going to happen. <laughs> I do not care how good my someday upper body strength gets. I will never do that. Not happening. So then, and then I said, by the way, she's like, this is good. And I said, skiing? I was never that good anyway. <laughs> I can uh, second that. <laughs> exactly. I was a solid beginner, not even really intermediate. I was a solid beginner of my whole skiing career. I said water gonna, and snow skiing, not going to happen again. I'm going to tell Jill's ski story here. Okay. I'm going to just pause for one second. Okay. Jill and I went skiing and <laughs> on the first run, we went to the top of the mountain and, you know, Wait, wait, before that, please talk about how I looked really good on the bunny hill with the kids. That's so, where I think it went sideways. Well, that I'm going to tell the story my way. Okay, sorry. And you, and you tell the story your way if you Okay. Want. And so if you've ever skied with somebody who uh, uh, has a dramatic less ability than you do, you spend <laughs> a lot of time looking up, waiting. And so I was looking up, waiting, and I saw, you know, I'd make Jill's it over mess. here. Jill's, Jill's mess on the side of the mountain. I'd make it over the, the here. Skis everywhere and just, you know, our kids call it a yard sale. It's like a yard sale. And then she's over here crying. <laughs> and, and she's sitting there. I go, so I go up the hill. Everyone loves to go up uh, up the hill to save somebody. And she sits there crying and she looks up at me and says, I never really wanted to ski. I just wanted to look good in this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was when the people would come down and report to you she's doing okay we're just we're just sorry they're just the same people are one rotating run. by Jill skied one real run in her entire well, life was no, that, that was I it skied other runs you took me on the really hard run okay. like here's the so, thing see, in you know, my, a couple shows ago like, a couple shows ago we did a, a show called accountability alright so she's blaming me for this when in fact no. she just never learned how to ski and doesn't I care about I never it. did you're right I grew up in Southern California it wasn't a thing my fine. parents I think it's a crack. I half learned it was hilarious. No, what was funny is I was helping the kids on the bunny hill for a little bit, and you thought I could actually do something. You said, "Come with me." I'm like, "Okay." So you never had any intention of skiing? No, no, I did have intention of skiing, but not no way, not like you. I've only gone when it's somebody. When on the planet was it been my idea to go skiing? <laughs> never. See, this is all stuff that's never. you know hindsight. See, now you know it's okay, but I, and I'm not blaming you. Okay, so back to the whole thing. 
So water skiing, snow skiing, never that good. Not happening. Um, jumping out of a perfectly good air airplane, never gonna do that. Me either. So everybody has your bucket list of things you want to do. I'm like, there's things I'm never gonna do, and I love this. And so what's funny is, I was thinking about it. Kind of, it kind of ties into that's my per personal reverse bucket list. I also have a professional reverse bucket list. Like there's things in this business I'm never going to learn to do. Like everything you do with the podcast, I don't flip and care. I'm not going to learn how to do this. I don't need to know it that well. I, I can hire people. I love this honesty yeah. today. This is how it should go every yeah. day. Yeah. Not going to um, do it. Nope. 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 No. I'm never going to own a pizza place again. Nope. Not going to do that. Do I really need to learn how to, you know, uh, like some of the arts and crafts and things my friends do? I'm like, what the heck? That's stupid. I'm not doing that. Um, you have a whole list there, don't I you? I do. I haven't brought down like, there's things like in in our land business, Deming mm -hmm. Ranchettes never really worked before. I'm not gonna buy any Deming Ranchettes now. So not happening. Property's less than ten thousand oh, dollars. I love this. Not gonna do it. Gee, I love it's this. Too much work. This is the best show ever. I'm just not going there. Keep going. You know, and you know what? And then here's the flip side: properties that require too much work. I'm not gonna do it. Same here. It doesn't. I don't care what the numbers are. I'm not gonna undo that mess. I'm just not that guy. I've never. I will been. never renovate a house again. Yeah. Never. Very. Whether I own, own it, uh, well, whether it's I want to live there or not, I, I won't ever do it again. Yeah, I won't move walls. I can handle light renovations. I can do paint and carpet all day long. That's no big deal. I can't deal. handle it. Well, you won't need to be there. It's okay. But I understand. So, um, but there, it's, it's, that's what it is. If I never walk through a shopping mall again, that's fine with me. All right. No, give me something good. Give me something good that, like, give me something that people often put on their bucket list that you're like, I, it's not on mine. Like. You know what's, uh, what I read some of, quite some time ago, what's on a lot of people's bucket list is, uh, driving or riding in a convertible. What? Isn't that crazy? They've never been in a convertible? We have like th six convertibles between the two of us. How weird is that? I know. You could rent one. No, I just want to ride in a convertible before I die. Seriously, I know, Jill. I know. It, it was a, in, a, in the uh, top five bucket lists. Huh. What was the age range? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. That's really interesting. Um, let me think. Oh, I got one that covers both of us. This is for especially really, really spicy food, any food challenge, like, oh, like, you know, the kids do it. Like, try this, do that. You know, like they have those shows where they do like hot peppers. They try to do things like, mm -hmm. and like or 50 hot dogs or whatever. I'm not doing that. Never no, was never gonna do that. Do that. I'm not gonna do anything. No. Here's we go. Reverse bucket list. I refuse to do anything that's gonna make me throw up. <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm with that too. I'm uh, I'm all for that. There we go. I do love roller coasters anyway. I'm good with roller coasters, but you know what? I don't want to call it. We may or may not have gone to amusement parks in the past with friends and really ripped it up the night before. And yes, felt queasy the next day. So I will only maybe do that ride once and then we're done. That's it. When the kids were real little, we had a different set of friends. Yeah. Than we do now it revolved around the kids playing sports and uh the, the kids that they played with their parents we'd all travel and, they, and do that and they there was a set of friends that we had had past tense that loved amusement parks as much as their children did 
And I so I don't need to ever go to an amusement park ever again. See, that's ever. a reverse pocket. See, now for me, I will. This is a true story. I do like this. We took all our kids to Disneyland one day. I think it was Christmas day. It was day. Christmas time. It, it was, was like the, the most, day after something. It was stupid. The, the busiest day in Disneyland ever. Not just that year. Ever. In fact, even the staff were walking around saying, I've never seen it like this. I lasted maybe, what, an hour? Daddy gave mommy the keys and took an Uber home. I took a freaking Uber from to Disneyland the heck out of there. to the beach. It's like, to Anaheim to the beach. It took like, it was dark when I got there. And we stayed till, we did the full 1 a.m. thing. The kids and I, and then like drove through in and out on the way home. It was the funniest thing, but yeah. So. There's no amusement in an amusement park. I'm trying to think what else. there. There's, they're just, you know what? Even, I don't know. That motorcycle we have out there, I'm not I'm not sure about it. Once upon a time I'd hop on a two wheel motorcycle. Now I need three or four. Wheels? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my bicycle I'm good on that. My bike's I'm learning, electric. I'm learning a lot about yeah. you today. But that motorcycle you've got out there is a little too tall for me. I'm not hundred percent sure I'd be really good on that. So and I'm okay with that. I, you know what it is? And I'll end it on this. It's confidence, I think. And knowing what you're good at and not being embarrassed or shy or just say, I'm just not doing that. I'm proud of saying, hey, knock yourself out. I'm not doing that. I fell off of a ladder about how many, about maybe a month Weeks. ago. Yeah. And really got hurt, actually. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to do this stuff. I'm going to hire somebody. Yep. I'm not going to move this stuff around. I'm just not, I'm not going to do anything. My point is, this is my last one where there's, there's a, a reasonable chance that I'm going to get hurt pretty good. Yep. Getting on the ladder. That's yep. a good one. I'll get on a short ladder, but not a big one like that and try to lift something like that. You know, one of the spoils of doing what we do for a living and what you do, listener, what you do for a living is when you start to make a bunch of money, it affords you the opportunity to not do stuff you don't want to do, uh, in- including having a job or working for somebody you don't like. That's the real win. And so when you start making money and more money and more money, like you can never get out of raising your children. If you could have outsourced that, I would have done it a long time ago. There's some great nannies out there. There's a thing called boarding school. (laughs) There's a few things you can't get out of no matter how much money you make. Raising these freaking kids is one of them. But as you make more money, you you don't have to do stuff like clean your own house. Sure. Like, I'm not sure That's a good anyone's one. ever. I don't do we that. You don't need to cook, I, your own, cook your own food. In our business, I don't answer the phone. Yep. It's kind of nice. All of that. I don't collect the mail. <laughs> I barely you, answer the front do? door. What do you actually, I don't answer the front door. <laughs> I, I only do when it's DoorDash and I know what it is. <laughs> it's kind of like, I never answer or, oh, mommy's popcorn maker got here. I answer that. That's what I'm excited about that. That's about it. <laughs> So yeah, all right. I think we covered it. Yeah, I think you got the, you got the gist it's of it. So far off topic. I know. That was the topic today, which is fun. <laughs> Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Join us next week for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. No, you know the thing about the. Um, it's just good to think about. And you know, when you could say this whole concept of reverse bucket list is really about things you're not gonna do. And I like the way you tied it into um, your career. When you move up the ladder, make more money, fill in however you look at it, there's stuff you just don't have to do. Now you got people below you, even if it's just you and your own little land business, right? And you hate doing due diligence, man, start subbing that out. Yeah. Look how great that yeah. is. You don't have to do it Sub anymore. It it's not the older you get, the more free you should be. 
Yeah. Not the other way around. You should be free of your children leave the house. You should be free. You should have less and less and less and less responsibility. If you're having more responsibility, you got to stop for a second and, and wonder why. Unless that's you want true. it, you know. Unless unless you want a lot of responsibility, I don't personally know anyone that's like that. But <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I mean I'm sure they're out there. I bet there's some people that think that's cool, and we're just not those people. <sighs> We are going to go right into the ending. Oh. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property. <laughs>